welcome back, absolute worldy listener, to the isolation season. Hello, Kyle. Was that the sound of you descending into isolation hell? Uh, yeah, I've descended. I've descended. I've reached, I've reached, I've hit rock bottom. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a bit above rock bottom. I'd say I was um, pebble bottom. Pebble bottom. Nice. Nice. Um, Kyle, we've got a cracker of an episode. So whilst I do care how you are, and I do want to hear our isolation updates, I think you can just tell them to me over the phone because we're real, real life friends, aren't we? We really are. Even more so now than ever. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, so uh, let's, let's, let's not even bother with any waffle because it's an amazing episode, listener. You will find a YouTube playlist in the description of this podcast, which we encourage you to invest time in. Uh, before I explain why, Kyle, who are we going to be joined by on today's episode? We are being joined by Adam Yanota Bezowski, who uh, recorded our probably my favourite bit of music of all time, which is the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast theme tune. You hear it right smack bang at the beginning of every episode. It's short, it's sweet, it's stunning, just like him. Kickball with foot football, yeah. And who will be joining us alongside him? That's Amachada Patel, another musical genius who uh, provides a few of our stings, including the um, eternal one that, about preferring football to broccoli. Exactly. Uh, so our two musical providers are turning content providers. Does that, does that work? Yeah, but Joel, what are they going to be um, chatting through with us today? Oh, listener, have we got a treat. We've lined up six all-time football bangers. That's right, it's music made by football teams to celebrate their cup run, the fact that they're a good team, just to promote the region that they play football in. We've lined up those six tracks. We played them to Amma and Adam, and we got them to rate them in five distinct categories to see which is the greatest football song of all time. Now, you might be asking yourself, listener, why would they just get a couple of musicians or musically led people to talk about football tracks when they A, don't support those teams or B, don't seemingly know anything about football. You're going to find out. This is exactly the reason we did it. We wanted to see the perspective of musically minded people rather than football minded people on this issue. It is going to be a portion of your life, listener, that if you have as much fun as Kyle and I did when we recorded it, uh, you will not regret. So without further ado, Carl, should we just press on with the episode? Football, yeah. Football, yeah. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing, I prefer it to broccoli. And we are back, listener. And we have been joined, Kyle, by two, not just friends of the pod, but two people without whom the pod couldn't really happen, could it? No, we have got the musical talent behind our theme song and our sting song in the studio. Boys, can you hear me? Yeah, crowd noises. I can hear you perfectly well. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making crowd noises. Yeah, well. That is the voice of Amachada Patel and Adam Janota Bazowski. Hello, boys. Welcome to the pod. We're so glad to finally have you on, apart from your obviously brilliant tunes. Now we've got you in person. How does it feel? Uh, all my dreams are true. Well, 
I have to say, I have never been on a podcast before. So this is my debut performance. And I'm sure we'll find out why I've never been asked on before. Is that true? Yeah, of course it's true. I wouldn't lie. I don't lie on podcasts. Oh, that's true. You are very truthful. I mean, it's hard to know, seeing as it's your first time. Um, uh, I feel like we need to address one of the elephants in the room, which is how Kyle and I say your name, Adam, in the credits of the podcast. And we say Adam Janota Bozowski. That's not right, is it? No, it's not correct. That's okay. I think my name is like a gauntlet and, you know, it's a test and I just judge those silently if you get it wrong. Me too. I, I don't correct you. Me, me neither. I love it. I like to wait about six months before someone asks me my name and, I, and then like, well, no, no, no. I, I wait about six months till I tell them that my, they've got my name wrong. And then they're too embarrassed to change it because they think they're like jumping on board with the new thing. Well, I still don't know how to say your name. I was at work the other day and someone asked me how to how pronounce it. And I just said, well, it's spelled A-M-E-R, but it's pronounced like summer without the S. And this person was from Yorkshire. So she, she just went, Uma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, sure. And then three people called me three different names on set. <laughs> we've, um, we've had some listeners asking about your 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 musical output um i'm going to start with you adam with our with our lovely sort of signature track kickball with foot football yeah can you just talk us through your inspirations um there is a song by oh i'm not sure who what they're called josephine loves something and it sounds like literally identical to that song uh this is really really useful story i'll gonna i'll start again the inspiration behind the song was to perfectly encapsulate how much I know about football. So if you listen to the, the strong lyrical content, you can really get a sense for my love for the sport. What are the rules kickball with foot football, yeah? I think that's accurate. When did yeah come in as a rule? Is that in the 60s? I think that that's, um, it kind of it displays the kind of emotion that people feel when they play the game, you know? Right, okay. Um, and and serious question uh, for you, Amma. Uh, lyrically, uh, we often hear your your dulcet tones telling us that you prefer football to to broccoli. Um, is that is that accurate? Hundred um, percent. Can I swear on this podcast? Yep, go for it. Fuck broccoli. <laughs> what? I well, okay. Unless it's tender stem, I, I'm not. I'm not a heathen, but um, I I just don't like it. You don't like broccoli. Listen to the song, Adam. I don't like football and I prefer it to broccoli. Guys, I've discovered recently, if you cut the stalk of a broccoli, take off all the, all the cruddy bits and like cut it into slices, that is an oft jettisoned part of the broccoli, which is perfectly usable. Absolutely. I just find that most of the time you're either um, eating broccoli raw and it's pure broccoli, not raw, but you're, e- you're eating pure broccoli by itself and it's pretty broccoli-ish and I don't like it. Or you're disguising it so heavily with the other flavors of food that you might as well not be in there. You might as well just find I feel like that's true of all things that you eat. It's either you eat the thing or it is paired with other things. That's like a, a terrible reason to disregard an entire vegetable. Uh, I don't hate broccoli. Okay, I, I don't mind it. I eat it. What's with the friggin' Spanish Inquisition, guys? Uh, that being said, uh, you are obviously clearly our musical geniuses uh, uh, and most of the compliments we ever get about the podcast are about the music, so well done, you two. Um, 
Um, uh, so we've got you on for one very specific reason. It's lockdown. Nothing's happening in the football world. So Kyle and I have been entertaining ourselves by listening to club songs. Now, I don't know if either of you will be aware of this, but there's a, a long-standing tradition in this country and beyond that teams, when they're on their way to a cup uh, match or go on their way to the final, they record and release a club song. Uh, you're both aware of this fact? No? No. Wait, hold on. Is this different to football chants? Very different to football chants. I'll explain the difference. Like, uh, Amma, do you remember when you went and you were our roving reporter for the Women's World Cup? You must have heard several chants. Yes, I did. Now, they are established, you know, by the fans in the ground. These, these tracks are oft written by um, the club supporting musical artists. Um, and they've always wanted to write their own chant for their club. And now they're releasing it as a record. And the, the dream always is that that song will then transition into being a terrorist classic. But it rarely happens. Did you say terrorist classic? Yeah, I, I heard terrorist classic. <laughs> I meant to say terrorist. What's oh, the, I see. Terraces got to do with it. Yeah, what? A terrace. The terraces is the uh, is the football football term for the place that people stand or used to stand slash sit to watch the game, on the terraces. A pagoda anthem. Pagoda anthem. That that is exactly what the kind of uh, football knowledge that we wanted you two to bring to this musical football. Uh, concrete concrete step anthem. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> concrete step is my new favorite genre. It's like dubstep. Mixed with industrial music mm. and garage. Mm. <laughs> so you can do a, a two-step to it, but it's like... It's really intense. So, sorry, I'm still struggling with the concept of what we're talking about here. A chant that is sung by the club and it's performed by well-known musical artists who support the club. Yes, that is, a, that is pretty much what we're talking about. So okay. the first song that we're going to listen to, um, uh, uh, I will, I'll tell you what that is, and that might give you a, a sense of, of, of what, of what uh, we're going to be listening to, um, is Suggs from the band Madness, uh, who, uh, along with some other people and the entire Chelsea football team, because he is a Chelsea fan, uh, sings a song called Blue Day. Uh, and this was, uh, it, what they do is they release these when a team is having a good run in the cup or uh, is about to win the league or something like that to sort of commemorate that moment, but in the hope that it will spur fans on to potentially adopt the song uh, as something that they then want to sing. And as Carl says, that almost never happens. That's sad. That's so sad. Did, uh, did they put these in the chart, like charts? Oh yeah, we've got songs from the charts, baby. And we're going to be playing them to you very soon. But before we do, wow. you're going to be sitting in judgment on these guys. Are you happy with that? Yeah, sure. Yes, of course. Uh, so we want to know what the best one is. Um, so what we're going to do is going to ask you to decide to score categories out of five. Uh, would mm. you like to know the categories that we're looking for decisions on? I'll remind you of these as we go. Uh, so we're looking for uh, a mark out of five for terrace tone, uh, which is our way of saying musicality. Okay. Right. So the, the tombra of the terrorist. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> tombra the terrorist is my new favorite genre. The second one. <laughs> The second category is wordsmith wing wizards. That's for the lyricism. We want to mark out a five for lyricism. Is that what WW dot stands for? The yep. words? <laughs> wordsmith wing wizards at hotmail.com. Uh, the third one is feel the football feelings. Uh, that's uh, a mark for the kind of tone of the song. Then we want uh, uh, a mark out of five for plucky underdogs, which is how enthusiastic it makes you personally feel. 
Uh, I realise that's not necessarily a musical thing to be marked. <laughs> no, but, it, but it, it, yeah, I mean, emotional resonance to music is a, a very valid uh, criteria. Thank you, Adam. That's why we put it in. And the last one, Joel? Up for the cup. Would it make you be able to play football? That sounds like a disease. <laughs> I've, got, I've got up for the cup. <laughs> it's something chronic. So that's Terrace Tone for musicality, Wordsmith Wing Wizards for lyricism, Feel the Football Feelings for tone, Plucky Underdogs for enthusiasm, and Up for the Cup. Um, so, uh, for would it make you be able to win a cup? Um, so, we're going to play the first song. Listener, you won't hear these songs, but we will be posting the full playlist of uh, songs under, in the comments of the video. Um, please do have a listen. Um, uh, and, uh, gents, you're about to hear... Uh, Suggs and Co. featuring the Chelsea team, Blue Day. I don't know whether you listened to it, listener, but we certainly did. Amma, Adam, what did we just listen to? Slash watch. It was akin to like walking in to a big top circus. Yeah. Mid show. Uh, but like, you know, everyone had taken a lot of Benzedrine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, there was so much going on. It was like they were jumping genre every line. And then, What genres did we hear? Well, it started like relatively orchestral. But I know, no, it started with this like weird thumping, like war march. <clears throat> and then suddenly all these cellos and things kicked in. And then, then it just got like visceral when they started screaming Chelsea, Chelsea. Uh, so what did you make of Suggs' performance? Suggs of the band Madness? I mean, he's a pr pretty famous fella. He is, he's great. I'd like, I, I mean, I don't know if the listeners are aware, but we were also watching the music video. It looked a bit like he didn't know where the camera was. Oh, yeah. He, he keeps like, his eyes just kept darting all over the place. Did he get paid a lot of money to do this? Because <laughs> that video looks like he did and that he took a lot of substances to get through it. I suspect that he did it for the love of the club. Club love. I think I, I would say like- My new favorite genre. The, the, the melody is quite convoluted for a chant. Obviously the Chelsea, Chelsea thing is really easy to do, but like <laughs> when it kicks into the chorus, it's quite like a comp, it goes like falsetto. I can't yeah. imagine a, a, a crowd of people going that high. Yeah, you, that was, it was amazing when they got to the end of that. We're gonna make this a blue day. <laughs> All together lads. Jersey. Yeah, it was yeah, it's pretty painful. <laughs> you may have hit onto the reason as to why these songs don't really take off on the terraces. Um, uh, so so uh, there were some things there which you'll notice is a repeating uh, a pattern in some of these, which is a bit of the chorus where it's just uh, uh, the team's name chanted over and over again. Uh, you'll also see uh, more than once you will see uh, the entire squad in the background singing. Uh, did you what did you make of their enthusiasm in the video, the Chelsea players as they sang the song? It's kind of like when. Um, <laughs> You know, you're upstairs and your mum's like, come downstairs and sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> and you're just like standing there with your arms crossed. Like, I don't want to be here. That's what they all look like. Yeah. If you're taking the, the lead celebrity singer as your sort of inspiration and, and your leader in this song, you're not a professional singer yourself. You do something quite the opposite. And he is obviously fucking about. It's hard to know what to do. I, I don't know. They, they all look lost. What, what are the um, categories again? So you need to, you need to, Kyle will note, make notes of these, so I won't announce the scores uh, until the end of the full okay. total scores. But um, uh, so we're looking for a musicality score between the two of you out of five for terrace tone musicality. Out of five between the two of you, do you agree on something? Uh, so out of five. Musical it is. Yeah, how no, musical? How musical? 
Oh. Well, it's very musical, but that yeah, it had all the musical. Just it wasn't good. I mean, so what? Five being like it's it's good musical, or it is it is it does contain music. <laughs> is it if if it's the latter, it's definitely a five. I think at the risk of this turning into a six-part podcast episode, we should go with our gut. Five being we like it, one being we hate it. I'm gonna go with a two. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I agree on two. I didn't I didn't hate it, but I definitely wouldn't put it on in the background. Okay, and then category two, so that was two for Terrace Tone, Kyle. Um, uh, category two was Wordsmith Wing Wizards. The lyricism, out mark out of five, five being excellent, one being terrible. Oh, I mean, what did he say? He said, I go to the bar to drink yeah. with my friend, like one. Meet your mates, have a drink, have a moan, start to think. That's like, that's like year three poetry. Also, the beginning of the chorus is just the team name four times. I know you said... <laughs> I know you said that's like as um, it's a it's a thing that they do in these songs, but like, is that just because people will forget whose team they're singing for? Like, that's ridiculous. It's like if if you were in a band and you have to sing your band's name at the beginning of the chorus, I guess people forgot it was your band. Rappers do it all the time. Rappers DJ say that. Khaled. DJ Khaled loves doing that. Yeah, no one loves DJ Khaled. He's the equivalent of this Chelsea song for football. So that's one for Wordsmith Wing Wizards. For By the way, that's one of the better ones. It's only going downhill from here, by the way. Can I just point you to the, the bit that comes after the, the, the chorus, which is, Oi, la, 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 la. I think you've made your point. It was one for lyricism. <laughs> Uh, the third one was feel the football feelings, the tone of the song. A mark out of five for how much we loved it. The tone, yes. Do you mean like the the lyrical tone? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Of... Yeah, I mean, if I was into Chelsea, which I am not, I can imagine being spurred on by that. Although it's not very. I think one of the lines was, "We've got some memories, albeit from the seventies." What are they saying? Like we're shit. We've been shit since the seventies, but keep it together. Yep, that's very football. That's a very football feeling. I think um, it doesn't mention football at all. So I think if you didn't know, then you would never know. So that's a one from me. That's so good. Imagine if you didn't know what football is and you, you just would think this was the, the national anthem for the borough of Chelsea. Chelsea area. Yeah. So yeah. Kyle, for feel the football feelings, that's another one. Um, well, I'm going to override us there. That, the, what we were talking about there was actually up for the cup, I would say. I okay. think... I think we can all agree the tone of that song was quite uplifting, jolly. It was almost like the Beatles at times. Thoughts? I don't know what Beatles records you're listening to, mate. <laughs> uh, um, Beatles songs with Suggs on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it was relatively uplifting. I'll, yeah. give it, I'll give it a three for being an uplifting song. Right, yeah. okay. Next one, Joel. Uh, sorry, so Feel the Football Feelings was three, and then Up for the Cup was a one, and then the last category is Plucky Underdogs, Enthusiasm. Were they enthusiastic? So you're just basically, this is a, um, an, an also-ran trophy, that, that kind of vibe. Well, I mean, look, they all showed up, so, I mean, yeah. four. You've you, you got to give them props for being there, even though they hated it, clearly. So, so Carl, that's a four for uh, the Plucky Underdogs, uh, and that is... That is the total out of 25 for that song. So we will now listen to another one listener. Again, we'll be going away for a second. Uh, you can, of course, check out the entire playlist of these songs in the comments underneath the podcast. And the next song is Yeovil Town's song, Yeovil True. Okay, boys, that was Yeovil True, Yeovil Town Football Club. 
thoughts. I mean, I actually like that more than Zugs, Blue Day. Yeah, again, I feel like it's not clear from the lyrics what the song's about. Like, if you were to listen to that, it's something about the colour of your heart. I'm green and white. Like, it's about aliens, right? Like, it's very confusing what the lyrical content is. When he was born on the Saturday, it was raining. He had a very big head and his mum said she wasn't doing that again. I got, I understood perfectly. They really leaned into the West Country there, didn't they? Well, the bit where they go, who are? <laughs> All of it, man. Like, there was no need to pronounce head with E-D. It even looked, sounded like he was, it, it sounded like he was forcing the letters away from the beginning of that word. No need for accents. I love Somerset. You know, would you like to know where that charted in 2004? Uh, in the UK? In the UK singles chart. 14. Uh, no, I mean, uh, what, uh, no, not quite that good. <laughs> <laughs> Four, 430? I don't know. What does it go down to? 36 in the UK singles chart in, 20, in 2004. That That's made the top high. 40. That made, that, the top, in, that made the radio. That was in the top 40. Radio 1 would have had to have played that on a Sunday. That's ridiculous. I mean, I would prefer listening to that than the um, Crazy Frog tune. But... <laughs> <laughs> the man uh, sang that song. He sounded two hundred feet tall. Do you like? Can we address the other, the really quite gigantic Rolf Harris-sized elephant in the room, though? And that that is a cover of Two Little <laughs> Two Little Boys Had Two Little Toys" by Rolf Harris. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know that song, so I'm not gonna. What I've noticed is both songs have this incredibly aggressive, jaunty piano riff, as though <laughs> someone is playing with hammers for hands. So for musicality, Terra Stone. Uh... <laughs> That's a hard zero for me. What do you say, Amma? Zero. Like they used a piano. That's a zero, Kyle. We've we've okay. we've added a new level of scoring, which is zero. Because um... <laughs> it's one to five. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it. Listen, it's you, you guys are the judges here. Uh, wordsmith wing wizards lyricism. I kind of like the lyrics. I mean, I don't like the lyrics, but I feel like they were relatively more inventive. There was a lot more visual. I mean, pissing down with rain. My mum said, "What a big head." Yeah, I, it, I don't. I don't know what the fuck that's about. It was a. It was a story. I. F I do feel like it was painting a picture, like a, a ballad. So I'm going to give that a, a, a four. A solid four. Um, uh, feel the football feelings tone. Do you want to explain again what what we're looking for here, Carl? What's the mark about? Um, tone is, I guess, we, you know, you're the musical expert, guys. That's why we've got you on. Um, we're still talking about the, the, the sort of tonal qualities of the music and the track as opposed to the emotive response. That's really more enthusiasm and up for the cup. I would say one. Yeah, I mean, the tone was basic to someone pushing the piano down some stairs while a 200-foot man shouted down the hallway. So I'm going to say one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the percussion what? element was just stamp, clap, stamp, clap. There was percussion? <laughs> I thought that was the rattling of the bones. Was that percussion or have I invented percussion? <laughs> um, uh, 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 plucky underdogs, what do you give them for their enthusiasm? No, I mean, five out of five for that. They were fucking loving that song. I it don't was... know how many people were singing in the chorus, but I, I, I reckon it was actually just the 200 foot man repeating. So... <laughs> Would you agree with the five, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then up for the cup, did it fill you with the kind of enthusiasm uh, or energy that you would need to go on a good cup run? Yeovil uh, bucked the trend when they released this song and they put it out when they got to the third round, which is quite a long <laughs> way from the final. So, so they really, they needed the, they, it didn't really work for them. Did they think this song was going to make them better at football? Yes, 100%. Did not work. Well, I mean, <clears throat> again, I, I go back to the fact that it doesn't mention 
football. <laughs> so I don't really know what the song's about. But if I was to hear that coming onto the field, you can only imagine a kind of jaunty arm movements that you would make in time to it. So I guess if that's your thing, then the zesty... Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm still speechless. So, Adam. That concludes the scoring for Yeovil Town song, Yeovil True. Um, so, uh, now we will listen to uh, uh, our next track. And our next track is just t- entitled Reading FC Song. Kick ball with foot, football, yeah. Uh, and that was Reading FC. I think it's actually called, they call us the Royals uh, rather than Reading FC Song. I think maybe I just read the YouTube name of it out. Um, what an anthem. Kyle, I'm going to come to you first because I sense some cynicism from the other sides of the studio across London. Okay, well, <laughs> first of all, let me plant a positive note for this track. I think this is what modern football needs. Um, you know, a lot of modern football teams come on to some sort of trance music to really G up the crowd. It's faceless. It's characterless. This song includes the word Reading. This song is about the Royals. That's their nickname. They're named like the, like the kings of their land. They call us the royals and they will defend the glory of Reading. That is inspiring. Okay, the most important thing to note is that the intro goes from sounding like... Um, Oasis. Yeah, Oasis, but also the Who. No one knows what it's like uh, behind blue eyes. Yes, 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 yes. The melody is literally, did you ever know that you're my hero? yes. Uh, by Bette Midler. Wind Beneath My Wings. It's literally the same song. And then it goes all types of hellscape afterwards. Yeah. And then it just falls into a synth hole. So already they're in extreme danger of uh, copyright infringement. That's my first red flag. My first red flag was that singer sounds like she is holding an enunciation lesson rather than putting any passion into the music. It has all of the visual identity of um, a kind of language course. Yes. From the like no name United Colors of Benetton flashing of random different races. I think I actually hate this song. Yeah. I, I, initially, because I'm a sucker for a drop, I was like, come on, because I just heard Angry Piano. But now I'm thinking about it, I'm really upset. Why don't they just use Lord Royals? The scanning of the lyrics, like the way they elongate royals at the end is so painful. Like it's not chantable. Wait, oh my God, I'm looking at the lyrics online. There's a rap. I'm so glad we missed that. Our blood is blue, our wings are white. Yep, their their colours are blue and white. Why not our wings, our blood is white, our wings are blue? (laughs) Right, um... Oh God, I didn't think I'd laugh quite this much. Uh, it's like it's like I've discovered a way of torturing professional musicians. <laughs> also, here's another great idea. You should send these lyrics to someone and then tell them to pronounce Reading as reading and see how they feel about the song. And they just think this whole song is about reading. A promotion for literacy hour. Absolutely. Uh. With our might, we'll defend the glory of reading. Like <laughs> the kings of our land, they call us the royals. Fuck it, this is a great spoken word if you took all the music I particularly enjoyed that, along with the fact that it's enunciation hour. Right, so, musicality, terrace tone, mark out of five, please. One, they fucking threw everything at a recording studio and hoped it would work. Yeah, it's, it's like they held Avicii, R.I.P., like, up gun. <laughs> yeah, but, like, they started with Oasis at gunpoint and they just kicked him out and dragged <laughs> Avicii in. Uh, and then, uh, mark out of five for Wordsmith. Oh, sorry, what was the mark there, sorry? One, I've given one. it one. Uh, and then the uh, w- uh, Wordsmith Wing Wizards. Lyricism? 
Oh, five, yeah. Five. I mean, best lyrics so far. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> How we like the smell of fame. Arthurian legend. Yeah, it was very Mists of Avalon. Uh, feel the football feelings, the tone of the song, the tone of the track. It was quite mournful. Like It, it was upbeat as fuck, but it didn't feel like they thought they were going to win. I mean, if you compare this to the 200-foot man and the piano. Yeah, there was a funereal aspect to it. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I do think... I think I think they tricked us because the editing got really fast when the when the chorus happened, which is kind of gives the illusion of energy. But really, I don't know. I'm going to go so three. Um, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, uh, their enthusiasm as artists. <laughs> Plucky. Under- <sighs> well, they tried, man. Yeah, they tried hard. Who, wait, who made that song? Who was that singer? I'll give you a bit of context there. The Please club try. had been recently bought by a, a Chinese billionaire or a consortium. And I think the aim of this is to bring a, a popular Chinese artist to, to make a link to the Chinese market. I think that's quite clear. Oh, that's why her English pronunciation was so forced. Yeah. They're for a global reach with this. They want a global internationalist reach for the glory of Reading. Well, I mean, they just had like generic people in in the video i don't feel i didn't feel there was an international vibe what category are we scoring again <laughs> whether they're plucky underdogs their enthusiasm for for the giving them the, you know the also ran trophy yeah bless them they tried i'm gonna say four yeah for sure they, they, they tried really hard and did it fill you with the emotion you need to get up for the cup nope <laughs> um i mean i actually feel i feel incandescent with rage so yeah. I, no Okay, I'm going to hit zero. <laughs> uh, we've broken the back of this. We've now got three of the most famous versions of this particular trend in football. And the first one is, of course, everyone's favourite Anfield rap. And that, gents, was the Anfield rap. Uh, I imagine you have questions. Yeah, well, my first question is... And field. They're, like, they're listing aspects of football. And one of them was and field. Like, what, what's going on here? No, Anfield is a place. Anfield is the incredibly famous home of Liverpool FC Football Club. A-N-F-I-E-L-D. Anfield. Where they play their football. Well, I had really high hopes for that. I was like, all oh, right, yes, finally we've got some hip-hop, a real... Run DMC vibe, and almost immediately it became <laughs> catastrophic. The the when they started chanting, it was like all slowing down, and there was no intelli- There's no um, discernible words. I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I was on board till they rapped all the way to the rap. I like, I thought it was just an amazing. It sounded like a wicked beat to begin with. It was just like solid Run DMC NPC hip hop beats hmm. um, and then like weird samples of their manager talking in Liverpudlian and actually I thought it was pretty cool and then yeah as soon as all right Aldo I was like oh fuck and then it's like the music changed as well yeah it's like they played multiple songs at the same time and forgot to meet one of them did they write those raps themselves because uh, shocking I like to hope that they did write that they had a sort of little impro session they're like right we'll send you two off just come up with something uh, and then we'll help you make it more rappy um, and then they didn't do another edit. Kyle, do you know who the player was rapping with Ian Rush? I have no idea. Oh, neither do I. Before my time, but the, the gist of it is, listen, if you can't be asked to actually go and watch this video, you should. The, there's a couple of players from the area of Liverpool 
trying to teach the other players who are not from the area of Liverpool how to speak like a scouser. Uh, and one of the players is a, a South African goalkeeper called Bruce Grobelar. Um, what do you think of him, boys? Oh, you've just reminded me. Yeah, he, he was the, the absolutely terrifying bastard that was whispering at the beginning, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some real, like, I don't know, man, like child eater vibes he absolutely eats babies or something no one whispers like that in music <laughs> john barnes john, yeah, john the banana what's going john, on there? john the bananas where's he from john barnes is uh british british jamaican uh but he's from the south uh but is he a football player yes he's a very very famous football player who played for liverpool watford and england Oh, I thought he was like a featured rapper. He's just a, a football player. Yeah. Sorry, I just I'm not, now that I know that they're all football players and they put this effort in, I feel a bit better about this song. I don't feel better about the song. I, 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 it was like they were told to write a song in, and they had five minutes and then they put it out. Absolute scenes. I'm, yeah. I'm, let's do the categories. Yeah, please. I just, I was hoping that Carl would comment on John Barner's rhyming with bananas, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I wanted to comment. I was waiting for someone to spring that up. That's ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry, it's his gold. It is gold, but it's... It, he, oh, I mean, I want to know what came first. Did he, was he like, okay, the end of this meter has to end, has to be bananas. So I have to find a word. It's so, just such a problematic choice as well, because at the time that this song was released, bananas were thrown at black players every weekend. Goodness me. So wow. why did John Barnes decide, or did someone? I I think I think someone must have decided for him, unless he was like, I'm going to reclaim the banana. I mean, I, there's so much commentary here. Like he jumps in there with his terrible patois, and then the next verse is them being like, he's from Watford. Why is he rapping like a Jamaican? And like, there's so much appropriation going on here. There's so many layers to within their like internal debates through these raps. I have to say, I didn't write, when he said bananas, it was a real curveball because the stress on the rhyme did not match. Yeah. He didn't even try to make it rhyme. So when he said it, it was like rhyming couch with cheese. <laughs> okay, let's get on the categories, like you said. Can we have a, a mark for musicality? Um, to, uh, that first 15, 20 seconds of like actual sampled Run DMC style hip hop got me really excited and I guess if you took all the lyrical content out and the fact that it's about football out it would be a passable hip-hop beat mm. let's go with three, three. okay yeah. and so you're talking about lyrics let's move on wordsmith wing wizards what mark for lyricism minus yeah. <laughs> minus what four <laughs> sure I agree with that bismal themselves. There was some nice social commentary going on. Like they were talking oh. about how in the south they had all the money, but they had the winning team. Didn't catch Carl, that. I, Carl, I think I think trying to persuade them that this is in any way anything other than the minus four might not work. Okay, tone, feeling the football feelings, the tone of the song. I mean, they have they were having fun. They were having fun. I was confused. I enjoyed that more than the trance the trance tragedy that was before. Mm. Yeah, let's go for a, a three. Plucky underdogs, the enthusiasm with which the song was produced and uh, performed. Oh, I mean, nothing short of a five. They... Yeah, hundreds of five out of five. They threw everything into that. Would they... this song make you feel like you were up for the cup? No, no. I mean, they they mention the word. They they mention their team name and they mentioned football, didn't they? Yeah. But I still I still don't think that they were talking about football. It so does feel like I can win. 
any kind of cup. I need a mark. One. <laughs> okay, good. One and a half, I think that was. And that's the scores for the Anfield Rapping. So we've got two more tracks to listen to. And up next, listener, and what we'll be watching is the infamous Chaz and Dave with Tottenham Hotspur FC and Hotshot Tottenham. And that was Chaz and Dave, the legends that are Chaz and Dave, uh, famous for producing many Tottenham Hotspur Football Club songs, but that was particularly Hotshot Tottenham. Uh, gents, how we doing? I, I kind of feel like we've entered into the pantheon of, of songs play to die to or something. It's like, you know, when, you, when people talk about um, being in limbo or purgatory, this is, I, I imagine, the soundtrack to that experience. I'm a child of Patel, over to you. I mean, you, you said it earlier on, but back to angry hammer piano. There is I, a beautiful moment in the, in the performance that we saw, and obviously, unless the listeners watch it, where they're in a Blue Peter studio and there is a, a, a crowd of very badly shorn men. And a dog comes... Yeah, under, I saw that! The dog comes on the screen and is visibly terrified. Yeah, it backs I, away. I identify with this animal. It backs away from the, the crowd of like, of, of like ape-like men just stamping and clapping and shouting. The sea of chinos. Hot shot Tottenham. I'm going to be brutally honest. Well, I don't need to be brutal about it. The, the beginning was quite exciting. This like, like discordant low end. Like this, like, I was like, here we, here we go. And then immediately they fell down like a jaunty hole. What I like about this more than the other ones uh, is that the team have to sing because by now at this point in the 80s, Chaz and Dave had done so many Tottenham songs and the team had sung on so many of the other songs that there was no choice at this point. So you can see which ones of them are really enjoying it and which ones of them are like, oh my God, I have to sing on live TV, on live children's TV. And that really pleases me. And I'd like to point out for listeners of the regular listeners of the show, hello listeners, um, you might remember an episode we did where we talked about footballers who had released their own records and there was a man called Glenn Hoddle who had a duo with Hoddle and Waddle. Hoddle is back in this video and he obviously is loving it. Who's Waddle? They were uh, both England players, but uh, Waddle did not play for Tottenham at the same time as Hoddle. Is that right, Joel? No, he did. He played for, he's playing for them at this time. I didn't see Waddle. He is in the video, yeah. Wow. Um, there's a uh, yes, Chris Waddle and Glenn Hoddle. They were a, a midfield double act who also released a song, um, which you should check out, called uh, Diamond Lights. Um, Looking it, it up now. There's a bit at the end of that Blue Peter video where the presenter asks Glenn Hoddle if he thinks if he wants the song to do as well as Diamond Lights, and there's a little look at his eye that says, "Absolutely not. Diamond Lights was my baby." <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on about Diamond Lights, but that was another episode. I want to know the scores from the doors. Hotshot Tottenham. What are you giving it for musicality, boys? I, um, I, I want to veer away from the low end just for the sake of doing something different. It was the sound of multiple bowling balls being dropped on drum kits and pianos. So for me, that's a one. I felt more like a band were in the middle of rehearsing and then a tornado picked them up and they carried on. Sometimes when you go to like a lockup where your instruments are stored, you like fall over instruments. That's what that sounded like. Yeah, or, or they opened the cupboard and everything fell out and then they looped that for a bar. Okay, that's a solid one. I would like to know about the lyricism, boys. Could you pick up any lyrics? 
I mean, okay, I have a, I have issues here. I, I, I recently started listening to Chaz and Dave because if anyone cares, I moved to Margate and they have a very funny song about Margate. And I think it's quite funny. And they're known to be quite good lyricists. That said, the chorus is, we are the team, brackets, we are the team. We are the cream, brackets, we are the cream. We are the best you've ever seen. I mean, that's my introduction to English rhyming. I, I'm surprised. <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing you're reading that because it was entirely unintelligible to me. And it, it had all of the eloquence of an inebriated dog. If it was New Year's Eve and I was doing a pub crawl and I walked into a pub at about 3 a.m. and people were playing this live, I'd be fucking game. I'd run in and like jump around and scream and shout whatever, like, and basic rhyming. That's the only scenario in which I can imagine me enjoying this song. So, so a lyrical mark out of five for the people who, let's face it, also had a chart hit in the 80s with the song where the, the chorus was rabbit, 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 rabbit. Uh, that yeah. song is about having a talkative partner. It's quite derogatory, but there is the famous line, you've got more rabbit than Sainsbury's. Which just goes to show there was a time where people ate rabbits and they bought them from Sainsbury's. We still eat rabbits. Still yeah, eat but rabbits. you can't buy rabbit in Sainsbury's. That's true. Depends on the Sainsbury's. It also just suggests that Sainsbury's have a lot of rabbit. Yeah, hang on. Can you, Adam, are you saying I could go to Sainsbury's and buy my house right now and buy rabbit? I said it depends on the Sainsbury's. Well, do you know a Sainsbury's that does rabbit? Jimmy like, Norton. I reckon, yeah, there might be one in Rochdale you can find. The lyricism for Chaz and Dave there, I guess. I've given this a one. It felt, what I feel like is they threw the footballers' names at a board and then they put words in around them. I think they hung a pen from a piece of string <laughs> and then hoped that the etchings on it would create a new language and that's what they sang. Okay, moving swiftly on. Um, I'm just going to ask you to say a number. Um, if tone was a number for that song, what number would it be? Two. Fear. <laughs> okay, so that's two minus one. That's one. Um, and what about uh, enthusiasm? Five. Five. And they, they, all these things have that in common. Up for the cup. Would it make you feel up for the cup? Um, if I had the intelligence of a vacuum cleaner, I would say yes. Okay, that's fine. And the final song, though. <laughs> so we have finally reached the end of our, of our journey through uh, football teams' musical history. Um, it, is, it is the final song. Uh, you'll recognise it. Um, listener, this final song is, of course, Hot Stuff by The Arsenal. That's our final song. It's the first cover. Although obviously uh, a lot of those others have had some, well, actually not, that's not true. I take, I take that back. Yeovil True did cover Rolf Harris, less said the better. Um, so the Arsenal with Hot Stuff, clearly a cover of Donna Summer's uh, infamous track, Hot Stuff. It's the last one, guys. How are we feeling? The Arsenal are the team that I publicly support in order to get me out of awkward situations with men. And, and how do you feel about them privately? Uh, okay, privately, I have no... Um, I, I'm not, I just I lived in Highbury for a bit. Yeah, that's the emotion, emotional extent of of why. I mean, I have no feeling either way towards Arsenal or Tottenham, having lived in Hackney as well. I just don't really care. But when men ask me who I spot, I'm like oh, Arsenal, and then they name people, and I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. Well, if you watch that video uh, with the lyrics helpfully uh, rolling across the bottom of the screen, you could you'd know about uh, living in a Holland Wonderland with Dennis Bergkamp, 
Uh, the fact that Ray Parler is a ray of light. I mean, so many things to say about old Arsenal players. Uh, and the famous <laughs> line, I think possibly the, the best lyric line of all six songs that we've heard, just simply, Nigel, Martin, Tony and Lee. That's <laughs> <laughs> just names. Well, something I felt was by them just substituting all the lyrics with people's names, it, it kind of felt, it had that kind of um, Chipmunks 80s theme song kind of vibe. Like it was like, this is the new X-Men theme tune and they were just naming the different X-Men. I also say it's really, really, really confusing. The fact that they switched out the words hot stuff in the song for the word Arsenal. I can but, get behind that. But then they put hot stuff at the end of the line. Yeah, it's scanned so weirdly because... Which, it's like, we've got to take hot stuff out guys because this song's about the Arsenal, but keep it in there because we want people to say it. But then it just makes you feel like you sung the song wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, the hook of that song is hot stuff in those, uh, you know, those punctuated beats. Hot stuff. But they completely removed that later in, further down the bar, just added them shouting the word Arsenal completely offbeat for no reason. They basically ruined a great song. Yeah, but the woman singing it was smashing it. Mm-hmm. Who is she? I mean, it may well have been Donna Summer. Who knows? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Donna, we've got a great idea. Can you <laughs> re-sing your brilliant song, but just with these lyrics? And she's like, fuck yeah! I'm bored of singing hot stuff in the middle of the, the, the line. I want to sing it at the end. I'm, I'm genuinely looking it up now. It's not her! Who? There's no way it's her. <laughs> Isn't, didn't Donna Summer um, shoot the football, the 94 World Cup, and miss the <laughs> goal? Like, she's not going to go back to football after that monstrosity. It's the equivalent of saying to like, Michelangelo, can you paint the Sistine Chapel uh, again, but use crayons? Uh, but instead of God, make mm-hmm. it football players. So, it's the final scores in the doors. It's all to play for. I'm pretty sure most people are on minus scores. I think I stopped listening to the scoring and just started listening to the musicianship anger. Uh, it's Terrace Tone, musicality, for Hot Stuff by the Arsenal. I mean, it's a phenomenal song, so five. Yeah, I mean, you can't, can't be denied. It's not their song. And, that, and that, in that case, I guess Wordsmith Wing Wizard's lyricism. Minus 12. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. What? Ten? Maybe minus Shh. 10. Okay. Yeah. Minus 10. Feel the football feelings, the tone of the song, the tone of the track. Well, I, I can imagine walking around my house, punching the air. Yeah. So inclined to care about football. You know when they wrote the line, walking in a Burkamp wonderland? Was that when they were originally going to cover walking in a Christmas wonderland and they just left it in? <laughs> no, it's, it's actually a sort of homage to another chant to that song. So they're, they're trying to include all of their recent chants. It's like a mega mix. Okay, zero. Okay. That's not uh, how you write a song. <laughs> plucky underdogs, the enthusiasm. Again, there's a lot of men around a microphone some of them not knowing what the fuck is going on. Some of them, like Ian Wright, loving it. What do you think? Enthusiasm's coming from the, the, the woman singing. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounded like when they, when they mixed in the, the manly shouting choir, it was from a different song. So would you like to give the woman bonus points? Yeah, the woman gets 10. Yeah, they get minus 10. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a, a good zero there. Brings us back to zero. And the final score of this absolute... In your words, not mine, hellscape. Up for the cup. Did that make you feel out of the cup? Out of five, a number. So when, I, when you say up for the cup, does it make me want to win this famous cup? I mean, this is the only category I have a problem with because it's, it's, the, it's the, the suggestion that what any of these songs will make me suddenly want to play football. And football hasn't made me want to play football, let alone a song. 
Like no, nothing makes me want to play football. It's tiring and exhausting and I don't understand it. So in answer to the question, does the cover of Hot Stuff by Arsenal in their FA Cup run from 1998 make you fill up for the cup? Out of five, the answer is... One. One. Good. Okay, I've got the scores, Joel. I am so excited. I, I, I sense a low-scoring <laughs> round. Do you want to do it in reverse order from, from last to first? I'm worried about what's going to win because that's going to have a bad reflection on us. For any remaining listener out there, I'm just going to go with the podium, the top three. In terms of points, in joint, oh no, in third place, and oh no, actually it's joint second, so that's the top three. The joint second is Chaz and Dave Hotshot Tottenham, and they call us the Royals by Reading FC. <laughs> okay. Today's winner, a 200 foot tall man throwing a piano down the stairs, it's Yeovil True. Well, that one, that one. To be honest, that was the clear winner for me. <laughs> I can't remember it, but also Yeovil is such an exciting spelling of a word that I think they deserve everything. Well, there we have the, it. The energy that they put into being from the West Country. It's like they had to prove that they were from the West Country more than they had to prove that they were good at football. Well, they've just proved it, boys. They've just been chosen by you professional musicians in the industry as the top track shouldn't call me a professional musician man okay in inverted commas <laughs> definitely adam not me I, are we gonna have to write some kind of certificate to, to <laughs> them of their award well it's funny yeah. you should say that what we would like you to do instead is do us a football track so i was unaware that it was a, a football chant and I thought it was like football songs, you know, like the lightning seeds or that golden. Yeah, seed. me too. So I wrote mine already. Wow. Um, I, I wrote it like half an hour before we um, came on. So I have mine now, if you want to hear it. Uh, before we listen to that, can, can we just thank you both for this? Well, I think we might have just discovered a new form of like Chinese water torture, Kyle. Um, potentially. I mean, I, I think it's a bit harsh to call the Reading FC song that, but... Um, J- Carl, what's your favourite song out of these? Um, I think you've, you've proven to me that the one with the biggest heart, the one that is potentially the most about being a local supporter of a specific team, family links, the sense of pride, your blood being the colour of the shirt of the team you support, it's got to be Oval. It's, wow. the one I, it's the one that I've been wandering around the house singing for the last two days, so... I would it's, say that one as well. It's like biologically concerning. It's more like some kind of warfare. I mean, the only, like Arsenal are the only ones who should have talked about the colour of their shirt and the fact that blood is red, and they didn't do it. Everyone else is a anatomical issue. Mm. Well, actually, I, I mean, I don't want to be a science pedant, but your blood is blue until it leaves your body. Gents, thank you so much for this. It has been, I've laughed probably more than I have done on uh, uh, any episode ever, says he halfway through season five. Um, uh, thank you both. Uh, do you both want to tell everyone where they can find you on the socials? It's uh, at Adam Halogen, like the light bulb. On all things, that's it. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash Patel, where I tweet once every three or four days. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash C underscore armor, A-M-E-R underscore A. That's the word camera with a couple of underscores in there, where I post pretty much daily. Thank you very much. This has been amazing. And listeners, uh, we will leave you uh, with this brand new piece of art. 
that Pearl and I and Emma have not heard, so who knows whether I'm giving it more credence than I should do. Adam, just before you play this, is this song good? Like, are you proud of this? Uh, um, <clears throat> it's a... Uh, it's a, it's a minute long. I hope that's okay. That's absolutely fine. I, I just a little caveat before. So I felt that um, my foggy memory of uh, football-related music is very shouty, it's very jaunty, and it's quite laddy, yeah? Laddish. So I felt that like football needed something a bit more tender, a bit more folky, but still retained, um, you know the kind of core aspects of loving football and stuff. Obviously, my, my knowledge is, is not very great, so the lyrics don't make sense. This song is called Ode to Ball. At work, everybody shouting at me to do it. I get paid lots of money, yeah, millions to do it. A goal is my goal, I can feel it in my soul as a child. I knew it. Do 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 do. I wanna kick you. Do 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 do. I wanna kick you. The referee, he is mad at me, so he's holding up a piece of card. Oh, it dictates that I've made a mistake. What are the rules so? Okay, I decided to combine some of the most important ingredients from uh, the football songs we listen to, namely angry shouting and angry piano, and create some sort of horrific sing-along song. But um, halfway through it turned into an introspective piano ballad. I think it's good. I spent an hour on it. Here we go! Come on, football! We are a team, a team of men. We play football and we're gonna win The cup that everybody covered so it's big Shiny and it's made of gold We was born a stone's throw from some football stadiums With undying love for the men who played in them And even though geography's arbitrary And I'm well aware of the colour of blood of my arteries I'd kill for the boys who kick that ball around Cause our shirts are blue and our blood is brown we are a team, a team of men We play football and we're gonna win Once upon a time in 82 We were gonna win a cup for you But we didn't, we lost that cup Some sports reports said that we fucked up Cause Nigel, he lost that ball And Terry, he had a fall And Simon and Michael 
and Jeffrey, Nigel again, and Williams, and Bobby, and Travis, and Sparrow, and Blue Tits, and... You're just naming birds? No, I'm, no, I'm naming players. Why are you just naming players then? Because they're, they're definitely players. I know because that. Because this is, well, it's to do yeah. with how we lost the cup and... Yeah? Well, they're, they're gone. What? The players. Where are they? They've all been replaced by international talent. We are a team, a team of men. We play football and we're gonna win. The cup that everybody covered so it's big, shiny and it's made of gold. We are a team, a team of men. We play football and we're gonna fucking die. That was the Absolute Weldy Football Podcast by Carl Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janota-Bazowski and Amachada Patel. Absolute Weldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeker. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, follow us at Weldy Podcast on Twitter, Absolute Weldy Football Podcast on Instagram, and drop us a line anytime at absoluteweldypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Hey, Kyle. Hey, honey. How you doing, Cheeseburger McGee? I'm good. Your beard is so impressive and it has such colour in it. I know, right? Kickball.